When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. This is an encore episode, which is really exciting. So uh, back for the second time. Uh, You loved him the first time. If you haven't listened to the episode, we'll put a link in the chat. Uh, But Stephen, thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. A delight to be back with you. And, uh, And you go by Shed to your friends. Yes, okay. which please feel free to call me Shed. Okay, and and how did Shed come about? Is it just because of the last name, or is it? Yeah, yeah, okay. last name. Yeah, the the. I mean, I, I went away to an overnight summer camp yeah. where my siblings went as well, yeah. and they were called derivations of Shed, Sheddy, Sheds, yeah. uh, and so it lived on. And okay. when I started my professional career, I was either a Steve or a Stephen. Mm-hmm. I don't identify as Steve. Yeah. Like it just yeah. it comes out of my mouth, and I'm like, nah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I love Shed, and it's because of the last name. That is amazing. My my father is a Steve, and uh, but he goes by with his family because he's from Hungary, uh, Ishvan. Um, but then there's variations of it, so Ichibachi, uh, yeah, all sorts of variations of Ishvan. Um, nice. So uh, yes, yeah, so I I'm married into a Hungarian family, so there there are some Ishvans on. Uh, on that side as well, and my my father in law is a is a Gabor. Okay, yes, I, I know a few, I know a few Gabors. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. And my my wife's my wife's made her maiden name is Herzig. That's like Smith in Hungary. Yeah. So, have, yeah, the number of Herzig Herzogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Have you had the uh, Polentinta yet? I have. Yes. The, is that the which it's which the one crepe. is that? Is it's that a, oh, no. it's a crepe? The crepe, yeah. and I've had the I've had the Knockardly. Okay. Hey. Which are like the yeah. little dumpling. Come on, yeah, 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 yeah. And then here's any okay. any any cuisine where butter is the main yeah. ingredient. I'm I'm good with it for a for a time. There's uh, here's random <laughs> for you. So it can only be purchased at London Drugs. It's called Zwack, or um, uh, it's like a Hungarian call it like Jägermeister. And so it's a medicinal liquor. It's forty percent, <laughs> but it's at uh, it's at London Drugs behind the counter. So if you go in with ID, you can get Hungarian. Uh, Zwack, uh, or uni- wow. Unicum is the other term for it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that explains a lot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, every New Year's Day, I I pull out my uh, Unicum and have a shot with some friends. That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, nice. But there's a lot of folks who listen to the show um, <laughs> yeah. who uh, are leaders, and a lot of folks who run organizations. They run agencies. They run brands. They're CMOs. They're business owners. They're marketing leads. They're VPs. Um, tell us about your latest book, because I, I think this is so crucial and this conversation needs to uh, be heard, really. Thank you. Thank you, Darian. So for, first and foremost, I mean, um, 
leadership isn't a, a title. Leadership is in our behavior. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite quotes on leadership comes from my friend Rich Devinney, mm -hmm. who's a retired U.S. Navy SEAL that I feature quite a bit in the book. And he says, leaders aren't born. Mm -hmm. Leaders aren't made. Leaders are chosen based upon the way that they behave. Mm -hmm. um, and sure, some of us are born with some of the more innate attributes, mm -hmm. empathy, compassion, selflessness, decisiveness, um, authenticity that are that are more likely to be linked with leadership. But even if you have the attributes, if you don't exercise them and use them and behave into them, you might have a title, but you don't have the people. Mm. Um, and the one requisite, requisite of leadership is followership. Mm. People who go where you're going, where you're pointing, and they go not for you, they go for them because they feel as though that you have their best interests at heart and in mind. Um, and so this book that I've written, and it comes out uh, October 3rd, uh, is Speak Up Culture. Uh, when leaders truly listen, people step up. And it examines how the the mindsets, the behaviors, the actions, and the cultures, environments, and systems that leaders proliferate either make it safe and worth it for people to speak up, to share their ideas, their feedback, concerns, disagreements, even admit mistake, believing it will lead to improvement, not punishment, or the mindsets, actions, behavior, culture, systems, environments that leaders proliferate that cause people to um, sweep bad news under the rug, zip it, remain quiet. And that is very dangerous, as we've seen multiple times with recent news headlines with the Titan submersible, with the 737 MAX. These are avoidable disasters had leaders cultivated the environment where they encourage people to speak up and reward them when they do, especially if people share bad news or news that isn't the news we, we want to hear. Like, this is an unsafe vessel. Yeah. Typically, you know, shouldn't fire that person. Yeah. You should listen to them. So give me like, um, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down, like explain it to me like I'm five. Um, okay. Give me an example of like, here's what not to do practically. Here's what you mm -hmm. could do. Maybe give me two examples of like, hey, where you're seeing it. Maybe call it uh, a, a bog is nurtured, like, like things fester and you leave that McDonald's cheeseburger in your van for way too long because no one talks about it or brings it out from under the seat. Or a culture yeah. where it's like, man... This is what an openness culture looks like. Yeah, just that that smell um, emanating from that burger yes. is very palpable. Yeah. So thank you for that vision. I'll I'll give you one example that shows both. Okay, and yeah. then let's Amazing. let's see. Yeah. So so um, Alan Mullally, who um, came from Boeing Commercial, yeah. um, was very much uh, credited for the resurgence of Boeing with counterpart Airbus, the competitor. You know, there was a. Um, a, a neck and neck race. Mullally leaves Boeing and joins Ford Motor Company. I believe it was 2004. At the time, Ford Motor Company was bleeding money. They mm. were not performing well um, and they were edging toward bankruptcy. And so Mullally comes in and takes over and the culture he inherits mm. is one that is not a speak up culture. Mm. And the reason it isn't a speak up culture is the previous leadership behaved far more tyrannically mm. and behaved far more as if the executive leadership team were sitting at a table with Dr. Evil, that if you said the wrong thing, you were all of a sudden Will Ferrell playing the character mm -hmm. of, of Mustafa, that if you say the wrong thing or bring up wrong news, red button is pushed, you're thrown into the yeah. depths of Mordor or, or yeah. hell, yeah. and you just don't show up the mm. next meeting. Wow. And so, you know, I liken culture to pickle brine. Yeah. You know, you and I could take the most world-class, best cucumber in the world, yeah. put it in not-so-great pickle brine, yeah. and what do we have? A not-great pickle. Yeah. But it's no fault of the cucumber. No. 
And human beings are the very same, huh. um, that if you put a good, ethical, talented, high-performing, high-trust individual and put them in a toxic, unhealthy environment, they are capable of doing awful things. And it isn't necessarily the complete fault of the individual. Mm. It has a reflection of the environment that they're in. Mm. And so that was the environment that Malali was walking into where bad news um, wasn't shared because if you share bad news, all of a sudden you were the problem. Yeah. And so Malali starts, you know, just as if you or I were to take over any organization or step into a new leadership role, what do we do? Yeah. Well, we have consistent weekly meetings with our direct reports. What's going on? What do you need? You know, typical status green, yellow, red reports on, on where you are. And for the first number of weeks, Malali was having these meetings as the company he inherited is literally failing. And everyone's just saying green, 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 green. Everything's great. You know, green, green, green. And he's like, this this is not right. Mm. He said, either you're all lying to me yeah. or your people are lying to you. Mm. We need to embrace more truth-telling in this organization. Yeah. Um, I need to hear your yellows and I need to hear your reds. Otherwise, we can't help you. Yeah. And one guy in that meeting, his name is Mark Fields, who ends up becoming the next CEO. He succeeds Malali, raises his hand and says, I got one thing yeah. that I know is a, it's a, is a red. And Malali apparently literally stands up applauds him, says, thank you, Mark. Wow. Who can help Mark? And someone else raises their hand, I can help Mark. Wow. And a new precedent was set. Even further, the next weekly meeting, Malali promoted Mark at that table and had him sit next to him in the meeting as if to say more of this behavior. And that yeah. shifted that culture from a culture um, that is more likened to a to a zip it culture yeah. to a to a healthy speak up culture and Ford Motor Company ended up being the only major automotive American that didn't need a government bailout wow. in two thousand eight. Wow. So that's that's a that's a how a culture you know I'm often asked Darian you yeah, know yeah. give us an example of a great speak up culture as sure. an organization yeah. and I'm like eh like cultures change yeah you know. Ford Motor Company under the predecessor and now Malali different companies yeah, so yeah. I'm. I more readily evaluate leaders yeah. like Bill Gates yeah. at Microsoft than Steve Ballmer, highly competitive. I would uh, even say finite minded. Yeah. And now under Nadella, mm -hmm. totally different. Reinvigorating Microsoft's soul, yeah. you know, having a learn it all rather than a know it all culture. Yeah. Um, model coaching and caring, um, uh, you know, model coach care are their sort of, sort of three pillars of the way that they expect all Microsoft folks to to behave. So. Companies can transform yeah. based on the leaders who are at the helm. So if we look at a, a company of, say, like 30 to 50, right, like kind of like your agency kind of brand marketing brand team side, right? If you're yeah. um, the leader of it, is it even like, you know, you hear those things about anonymous surveys or you create like an AMA, ask me anything, or do you just sit one on one with each of the employees once a month or once a quarter? Like, I, what are some of the things maybe that you've heard or seen that maybe... Uh, leader could do practically so so nice practical tactics that leaders could do to create more of a speak-up culture yeah, yeah yeah so the so so a couple things so one is um you know a little bit further definition on what is a speak-up culture yeah. and then how to how yeah. to proliferate it with with actions so when I first started writing this book, I thought I was simply rebranding psychological safety yes okay that's what yeah. I thought okay great I okay so that's that's what I thought. Psychological safety, great body of work. Huge respect and kudos for Amy Edmondson, who's a professor at Harvard, who really put the concept on the map. The Google study that then came out, um, I think early 2000s, Project Aristotle, very much made 
psychological safety part of our vernacular, awesome. I had a couple points of contention with psychological safety. One, it takes a very human feeling and kind of puts a white lab coat on it. Um, You know, I, I, I think that, you know, when we hear psychological safety, it can... It can create, it doesn't do justice of the experience of it, um, was one of the beefs that I had. And the other beef is up until recently, most of the work on it is highly academic and not as accessible. Mm. And so, you know, I leaned into good old Zig Ziglar, people don't buy drills, they buy holes. I said, if psychological safety is the drill, Mm -hmm. a speak up culture is a hole. That's what you get when you have it. Mm. Now, as we dove into the phenomena, we realized that there's actually a good um, four quadrant matrix that the two pillars of a speak up culture are, yes, is it safe? Is it psychologically safe here to speak up? And the way that Edmondson defines psychological safety is an environment in which it is safe to take interpersonal risk. Mm. Cool. The other component of it is perceived impact. Is it worth it? Mm. So we consciously or subconsciously ask ourselves two questions. Is it safe? And is it worth it? Hmm. Now, hopefully our response to both of those, and it's a perception, you and I could report into the same leader. And I'm like, they're the best leader I've ever had. And you're like, do we report to the same person? Mm-hmm. They're awful. Yeah. And we're both right, huh. right? So it's it's doubly a perception. Yeah. But if we perceive that it is both safe and worth it to speak up, it doesn't go without fear, but there's less fear. Yeah. And it feels like it is both safe and worth it to speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, worth it means that we actually think that there might be some change, a yeah. positive outcome because of our choice to take personal risk to our job, relationships, reputation, stick our neck out and speak up, say the thing. Yeah. Now, there's some really interesting dynamics, the, the bottom left, where it is neither safe nor worth it. Yeah. That is an unhappy marriage between fear and apathy. Yes. I've been there. Yeah. I've seen others there. No fun. And you do not get a speak up culture there. Yeah. That's where you get quiet quitting and resignation yeah. and sweeping um, truth under the rug for fear of being punished for unearthing that truth. Yeah. Or it flares up on glass door. Or it flares up on glass door. Yeah. Yes. Very well said. Yeah. yeah. I want to share it somewhere, yeah. but it's got to be anonymous. And can they tell what my IP address is? Yeah. Um, now, the other two quadrants are really interesting. So high safety. Yeah. Um, uh, but low impact, huh. right? I might feel safe, but I don't really think it's going to lead to any meaningful change. Huh. This is, you know, either due to a systemic issue or a cultural issue, um, or even a change in habit that is too hard. Yeah. So I could say to a friend, you should stop having three alcoholic beverages every night. Yeah. I don't think it's very healthy for you. And they might be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might feel safe for me to confront that friend, but I don't really have belief that it's going to have any meaningful change. And the question is, how many times do I go back to that dry or wet well, but that dry well? um, If it's like I've made three interventions, there's no meaningful outcome, I need to let them come to their their own conclusion, right? So there are instances and in cultures where people are like, yeah, I feel safe to speak up, but it's not going to make any change, yeah. either due to bureaucracy, systemic issues, or change in habits yeah. that are just simply too hard to overcome. The really interesting one, and this is what I think differentiates us from a speak up culture and psychological safety, yeah. is what if it's low safety, but high impact? Huh. What if you're Ed Pearson, who's the senior manager at Boeing, who looks at everything and he's like, oh, snap. This is not going to be a safe plane. No. 
He says, I don't want to put my own family on this plane. I don't feel safe to speak up, but you sure as hell bet I am because I do not want hundreds of people to die, Mm. right? That's where Ed Pearson was sourcing himself from, Mm. which means that you don't necessarily need to have psychological safety in order to either speak up or eventually whistleblow. Mm. If you speak up inside of a culture and you become the problem, if ethics or life or death or whatever it might be are on the line, you may eventually whistleblow. Yeah. And that's what we saw with, with Ed, Ed Pearson uh, at Boeing with the 737 MAX 8. So that, that's more of the phenomenon, just to share it out loud. Yeah. And then to your specific question, all right, your leader, 30 to 50 people at an agency or whatever it might be, yeah. what are some practical things? So the two actions that I've learned that leaders do to create, maintain, build, um, uh, a, a speak-up culture, it's a virtuous cycle of encourage and reward. Hmm. So um, encourage means, Darian, yeah. I cannot see what, what, you, what you can see. Yeah. I value your voice. Yeah. I really want to know what's on your heart, hmm. heart and mind. Please speak up. Yeah. Share your ideas, yeah. your concerns. Your, encourage, encourage, encourage. Um, encourage could also mean uh, a leader being vulnerable and going first, yeah. setting the tone. Okay, I was going to ask about that. Okay, so that if they can say, hey, I... Notice this is wrong with the company, or this is a problem, uh, and here's what we're going to do about it. Like, or, yeah. or here's how, or, or um, you know, hey, hey team, um, one thing that we all have in common is we're all human, yeah. which means that we're fallible. Yeah. I want to tell you about a recent mistake that that I made because one of the ways that we can grow here is by admitting where we mess wow. up. So here's where I messed up. That's great, right? man. That's yeah, positively contagious. Wow, vulnerable, right? going first, taking the initiative. Hey. Going first, yeah. And and vulnerability, the business case for vulnerability is wearing our strengths and our limitations on our sleeves yeah. such that we know when to step up and we know when to step back and to let others step forward. That's wow. the business case of vulnerability. Yeah. So that's one piece is encourage, encourage, encourage. Now, when encourage then um, leads for someone to be like, okay, yeah. I guess it's safe and worth it to yeah. speak up here. Yeah. It doesn't go without fear, but I'm going to do the thing. Yeah. I'm going to challenge the boss and tell them that I don't think their idea is the greatest yeah. idea or bring up some research or a dissenting point yes. of view yeah. or share a concern, whether personal or unpopular, yeah. you know, or share an idea, even if it's half-baked, yeah. you know, it, admit vulnerably a mistake that I made or a yeah. failure I made. Like, I'm going to do the thing, right? It's, it should be rewarded here. Yeah. So I kind of liken that to an individual or a group of people opening um, the rings up to a boxing ring, stepping in and the lights are on you, whether it's in a one-on-one conversation or in a group or in front of a lot of people and your heart's pounding because it's scary, but you do the thing. What happens next is are you rewarded? Are you ignored repeatedly or are you punished? Now, as the saying goes, bad news never gets better with time. So if someone brings forth bad news, yeah. like our product is unsafe, yeah. or we're losing opportunity, we're, we're leaving money on the yeah. table or ways to serve our clients yeah. better. Yeah. If if anyone is ignored or punished for it, yeah. guess what? It just doesn't show up again. Yeah. And people then go into fear and apathy. Yeah. But if you reward people and versions of reward are, thank you. Yeah. Wow, that must have been hard to share. Yeah. Hey, I don't yet fully agree or see what everything that you're saying, yeah. but I think there's merit to what you're saying. Can you share more? Like, hey, we shouldn't we use Kylie Jenner in a Pepsi commercial, walking around in a protest. May not be a good idea. Could go bad. Right. Yeah. 
yeah and let's let's dig into that and make that conversation an okay conversation yeah. which is a test of psychological safety can we disagree well yeah right? Yeah. Psychological safety in a speak up culture is not sunshine, lollipops, rainbows, and unicorns all the time. Yeah. That's a photopia. Yeah. Um, it's about our ability to have the hardest conversations yeah. and come out the other end of them better. And it's the difference between a toxic relationship and yeah. a healthy relationship. A toxic relationship, the more you invest in it as an individual, the worse it gets. And the only person who's at fault is you, yeah. right? Gaslighting. Yeah. Um, a healthy con a healthy relationship is the more you invest in it, the better it gets, and both parties or all parties take responsibility for the quality of that relationship. So it's those two, Darian. It's encourage and yeah. reward, and it, it'll look different, of course, in particular contexts. And definitely, I can share some good best practices. But yeah, encourage, 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 and then reward. And reward doesn't mean a bonus, a pay raise, a yeah. promotion, or a statue made in one's yeah. honor in front of the corporate, yeah. you know, yeah, offices. Yeah. It's more intrinsic. Yeah. Um, it's that people, after they speak up, feel that they value, that they matter, that it was worth the risk yeah. to speak up. Wow. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you think the initial conversation, like the initial confrontation or the, the displeasure or the problem, mm -hmm. is it harder these days to do it remotely than it is in person? Um, uh, yes and no. Okay. So remotely, there are some tricks that, that, that we can do. Okay. One, of the, one of the blessings of remote is that we can actually scale conversations quicker or better mm -hmm. with use of tools. Yeah. Um, like chat or polls mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. I've also seen teams, and you could do this in person as well, but you know, I'm a really big believer that relationship is the foundation of accomplishment. Yeah. So the more relationship we build with self, others, the context around us, 
the more we can see, the more we can experience, and typically the more creative, healthy, innovative we 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 can be. So one of the tools to build healthy relationship is a check in, yeah. like hopping in on a Monday morning. Hey, like what's occurring? What's going on for you? Not just the how was your weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's the like how are you entering this meeting? Yeah. Right? right, which need not be a fifteen-minute conversation. Yeah. It can just be um, feeling a little fuzzy and tired, but I got a coffee. I'm going to take a you know some deep breaths. I might ask to stand up about in fifteen minutes just to stretch my legs. Yeah. But I'm I'm now here, or I'm, never... I'm expecting a delivery in fifteen minutes. I might be distracted. I remember going into meetings, and I, this it is how long ago. I don't remember what, who who even was. It was a client or someone that would be like, "Hey, all right, quick roundabout. How are you doing out of ten? And they and it was they started every meeting like that. And I was like, this is amazing. I've I've not done it yeah. since, but I just remember liking because they're like, how are you out of ten? And if someone was like a seven or below, they'd be like, hey, do you want to talk about it? Do you want to share why you're a seven or below? And they'd be like, yeah. no, not right now. But I just thanks for the chance to tell you that I'm just like I'm a five today. And and I was like, this is amazing because then you're yeah. going in. Not everyone's on the same level of like, okay, we're on different levels, so we're gonna have different mm -hmm. levels of participation in this meeting, as well. Yep. Okay. Yep. And so there's there's a few things you can do. So one, you know, zero to ten, zero to five, yeah. whatever. Um, I've seen teams use flashcards. Okay. So red, yellow, yeah. green, you know, yeah. pink, whatever, like code, create a language. Wow. So, hey, check in. How, how are we doing? You know, and you could put up blue yeah. Yeah. or whatever, meaning tired or red being totally overwhelmed yeah. or green. I have capacity. Yeah. Um, you can also say, mm -hmm. all right, everyone heads down. Um, on a scale of zero to five, yeah. five meaning confident, yeah. zero meaning I do not feel comfortable. Yeah. Please put your head down and anonymous, an anonymously just vote. How confident do you feel in the decision we're making on this right wow. now? Okay. And it's the same thing as like a, a jury yeah. in deliberation yeah. doing an anon, you know, yeah. if you've watched the show yeah. Jury Duty, yeah. highly recommend. Um, so these are some micro pulse yeah. ways. Yeah. You know, because there's nothing worse than the most senior leader hopping mm -hmm. into a room and saying, okay, team, um, everyone into the battle room. Yeah. We got this issue with this client yeah. and he's e everyone's uh, ideas. Here's what I think. Yeah. And it's like, no, yeah. <laughs> stop it. I need everyone's ideas and zip it. Yeah. Um, and so one of the leaders I highlight in the book is Nelson Mandela. Because yeah. like, give me the argument that says Nelson Mandela was a really ineffective leader. Mm. Yeah. Pretty sure he was a pretty effective leader. Perfect human being, yeah. absolutely not. But did he bridge divided people? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he was asked, like, where did you learn to become such a great leader? Yeah. And he said, I learned from my father. Yeah. His father was a community leader, mm -hmm. and he would often go with his father to other communities mm -hmm. as his father would either facilitate or um, participate in a community gathering. Yeah. And he noticed two things. One, as often as, as he could, yeah. his father would exist that everyone sit in a circle. Yeah. What I love about a circle is there's no apex, yeah. right? There's no head. Um, everyone can make eye contact. And even though there are still hierarchical dynamics, it denotes equality, mm -hmm. right? You can also s strip away title yeah. and use first names. Yeah. I've seen s surgeons do this in an operating room. Yeah. Don't call me doctor, call me Nancy, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, uh, and then the other thing that Mandela observed is that his dad, as much as he could, spoke last. Huh. And the benefit of the most senior person speaking last is, A, you literally gain from the genius of everyone yeah. in the room. Um, uh, and you give everyone a chance to voice 
their opinions, their thoughts, their mm. feelings without you putting them into group thing mm. because you're the most senior person. Yeah. So if you say, I see it this way, it's a lot harder for someone with less influence to say, boss, I think you're wrong. Mm. That's hard to do. Yeah. So I think um, design equitable spaces, yeah. uh, circles or whatever, yeah. um, and speak, speak last. Huh. This is amazing. And, and I think we've jumped in the best practices. You've already listed some. Is there any others that you'd want to share from... Your research. I'm trying to think if there's any others I've not. I mean, yes, I'm trying to think of of others. I mean, in the context of virtual meetings, yeah. um, because so much happens either virtual or hybrid now. There's tons of stuff that that you can do. There's that check in. There's breakout rooms. Mm. There's polls. There's yeah. mentimeters. Yeah. You know. There's using chat. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, if you do a breakout, the purpose of of a breakout is to have some sort of debrief, yeah. right? If you do a breakout and you don't debrief, it's like if a tree falls in the woods but no one's there to hear it, did it really fall? Yeah. If you break out and do nothing to capture, yeah. it's like what was the value of the breakout? Um, I, okay, so, yeah. so riddle me that. So I feel like twice now I've been asked by two different universities to like give some feedback on a program. And they're like, and we'll, we'll summarize all the notes because we're asking a bunch of people and we'll send it back to you. I'm like amazing because that'd be nice. I'd love to hear my thoughts articulated or written down. One of the yeah. two meetings. There's, there's totally AI for that, by the no, way. No, I know, now. right? Carry on. Yeah. So one of the two meetings, the guy took notes writing on his hand with a pen. And the other one, um, you know, they actually took real notes. And I haven't heard. It's been months. I haven't heard back from either. And I followed up to both. So it's like, hey, just curious. You saw that? Like, Nothing. Silence. Crickets. And I'm like, the part of me is kind of like, I don't know if I want to do that again. I think it, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm understanding the feeling because i don't, I'm been in the position now where I'm like, that just felt really sad and, and kind of like, so what you, you went and facilitated. So like, what, I, went, what, I, what I was a participant. Do? And so I was like, okay. even as a participant, I was like, Hey, I'm going to get vulnerable, give some feedback, share some ideas, give some thoughts. Like I, you know, invested time even, right. Let alone. Yeah. I didn't, it wasn't highly per It wasn't super personal, but even just yeah. giving time and logical feedback to not get anything in return, even just a summary. Like I would have been happy just a summary. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, again, that's the perception of impact lowered. Yeah. Because you're like, well, A, you were promised something, so yeah. there's lack of authenticity and consistency there. Yeah. Um, but it's like if you were asked, especially by the same parties, to do it again, it's like I'm still waiting for the output on the first one. Yeah. So, like, deliver that to me, and then I'll consider it based on the quality of that output. <laughs> but then, okay, what I, what I want to come back to you with, the challenge you with is, so I had that experience twice, two different organizations, separate. Um, yeah. If I get asked by a third who's maybe really good, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and would have actually have rewards, would give feedback and would apply it. But a part of me in my brain is like, no, no, I've got hurt twice. Yeah. Why should you be different? What do you, how do you speak to those folks? Those that have bad experience so you, in jobs, like let's just use sure. yeah, employment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this is a, a, another piece when, you know, we all have an emotional backpack or a psychological yes. safety backpack yeah. that if we go and join a client or a team yeah. or we enter into a new relationship, yeah. whether it's employment or personal or, 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 or intimate to pretend that we're not bringing our past triumphs yeah. and traumas into those uh, scenarios yeah. is foolish. Yes. Of course we do. Yeah. So I think in that scenario, so a third separate organization yeah. that has a great yeah. reputation yeah. asks you. And they're going to have great rewards. And, I know that like, let's just say that they will, but, yeah. but I'm going to say yeah. no. And, Cause I'm like, no, man, I've you're done like, it. Well, hold on. Yeah. So, you know, fool you once, fool you twice. So I would say, hey, I'm so flattered by this ask. Yeah. Um, it's really compelling. 
I must be honest with you that I just did this same process two times with other organizations. Yeah. And I was really let down because I never saw the output and I didn't know if the conversation and the time and effort spent actually yielded any positive outcome. Yeah. Would you do me a favor and send me an example of an output that you've done with the previous in, you know, interaction or intervention with this, just so that I, I feel that my time will be well spent. And if they're like, oh my God, absolutely. Here's the output mm. from our last one. And it arrived three weeks after the meeting. And you're like, great, I'm in. So on the flip side, if we are running a team, like say a team at, like we're internal marketing at Lululemon or Herschel, I'm just using stuff in my back, Aritzia. And, and someone joins the team, we can almost initiate and be like, hey, by the way, we really believe in feedback here. Here's a case study, an example of someone who gave yeah. us feedback. And, and it could just be a stock thing in the handbook that says, here's feedback we got given. Here's how we applied it. Here's how we, and we just want to encourage you to keep giving feedback because we do listen and we do apply it. That'd be a neat yeah. thing to like a story to tell someone to encourage that. Yes. And if, um, if the only time that ever occurs is in that one case study, great. You actually have to do it proliferate. Oh, totally. Yeah. Right? You in hope our, so. You hope yeah, so. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. But like, hey, like, welcome. Here's example of feedback gone well, whether interpersonal or about product yeah. or, you know, uh, client product yeah. or whatever. And here's an example of when it doesn't go well. Yeah. So, and what I mean by that is, you know, a speak up culture isn't about storming into the boss's no. office and saying, you suck and yeah. here's why, yeah. right? Like, it could be, hey, in the appropriate time yeah. manner, you know, it's not just about what you're delivering, it's how you're delivering it and even why you're, yeah. you're delivering it. Is there a, a positive intent to serve and make things better? Yeah. So it isn't license to run your mouth. Yeah. You still need to show up with decency and respect and tact and, you know, good timing. And I talk a lot about the platinum rule, right? Yeah. Treating people how they wish to be treated, yeah. not golden rule, which is how you wish to be treated, which yeah. lacks empathy. Yes, totally. Um, That's like, I've never heard so, that. But, Say that again, platinum rule. That's yeah, yeah. brilliant. And there's a book on this as well. Okay. So golden rule is treat others the way well, you wish to treated. be treated, which is great for my six or my seven and four year old, yes. right? That's basic kindergarten, yes. right? But as we develop and we learn empathy, mm. the platinum rule is treat others the way they wish to wow. be treated. So if, if I know that you like to receive feedback in a certain way, mm. I should flex. Yeah. It would make the intervention more successful. Yeah. You know, a good example of this, this is also in rewards and recognition as well as positive and constructive yeah. feedback. So uh, a coaching client of mine, new enroll, C-suite level, um, their chief of staff in the first three to four weeks of his of his tenure rocked it. Yeah. I mean, like worked extra yeah, yeah. hard, helped him on board, like just amazing. And he says, I want to get her um, a thank you. Yeah. I'm going to buy her some flowers. Yeah. And I said, do they like flowers? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, well, do you know someone who would know? And he goes, yeah, I guess. I'm like, would you ask them? Yeah. Right? Because maybe... Maybe their father who passed yeah. away three weeks yeah. ago ran a flower shop yeah. Yeah. and that would just set them off yeah. either positively or negatively, yeah. you know, or maybe they'd appreciate chocolate yeah. or maybe they're lactose intolerant. Yeah. Maybe they just want a handwritten note. Maybe yeah. they want to shout out in front of the team. Yeah. Like someone knows. Yeah. And this is also the value of having a company intranet of like, ooh, I really want to acknowledge Darian. Yes. What are his appreciation languages yeah. at, at, at work? Can I look at his profile to be like, hmm, I bet, or I'm going to get him that Heschel backpack that he's yeah. been talking yeah. about. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> these are some meaningful yeah. rewards. So they're love languages, as Gary Chapman it's would love, say. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and they made an appreciation languages to yeah. you know because love yeah. may not pe- yeah. be p- PC at work. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just a human emotion. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So these are some ways that you can also tailor, because you know leadership is not a game of while leadership is a game of diversity, yeah. equity, and inclusion, yeah, yeah. it is not a game of uniformity. No, no. Right. We don't treat people. Um. Uh. It behooves us to understand what makes others tick and how can I treat them in that way. Wow. Um, so Shed, which takes work, Shed, which takes work. You're dropping bombs here, man. Like some truth bombs. This is good. So, okay. Can people pre-order your book now on Amazon? Yes, they can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you go onto Amazon, yes. Speak up culture. It's, it's there. Okay. Uh, and you can learn more about the book. Speakupculture.com. Um, audio version. Is it available yet? Uh, not yet, but it will be October 3rd as well. I, um, Will Arnett offered to do yes. it, but I'm like, man, yeah. I think I should. No, totally. Um, yeah. So I said, it's really kind, but, you know, do your Smartless podcast yes. thing yeah. and your Lego shows and all that. Uh, <laughs> you know, just work on the voice of Batman. Yes. I got this. Yeah. So, yes, I, I, I did the audio for it. And those also that are in Canada, uh, Shed, you're an Ivy uh, alumni as well, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went to, it was called the Richard Ivy School of Business when I was there, but I think it's called the Ivy Business School. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I did Ivy. That's amazing. And where can people find you online? Where do you hang out? Where's your kind of... I hang out mostly on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, so I'm most active there. I'm pretty sure I'm the only Stephen Shedletsky on all of LinkedIn. Yes. So all you handfuls of Shedletskys out there, think twice before naming your your child. Um, but yeah, most active on LinkedIn, but I'm on all the things. Um, and yes, yeah, speakupculture.com is, is the website. It's amazing. So uh, in context as well, Shed, the fourth employee of Simon Sinek, who wrote um, Starting With Why, um, the first episode, we'll put a link to that in the bio as well for the show. But this is very exciting. I think this book is more crucial and needed than ever today in, in many reasons, on many levels. So already I feel like I've learned so much. I've got so much to, to take away just from this show. I can't imagine what the book will have. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Feel free to send me what works and what doesn't work via email. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So question for you, putting out a book yes. like this, are, do you yeah. feel, um, I don't know what the right word would be, is like pressure or encouragement or um, motivation to put resources and a community or something around yeah. the book for people that are like, this book changed my life? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Um, so one of the things we're building right now is a book club product. Okay. So teams yes. or people from yeah. different organizations to come together and read the book Perfect. together. It'd be really cool if people from different parts of the world and different organizations can do that at the same time. Yeah. Um, so uh, yes, um, absolutely. And we're exploring ways that we can, yeah, because if we really, you know, I'm about change. Yeah. I, I want, uh, you know, the vision of leadership that I see is one that is healthier, not, not toxic. Yeah. And so a great way, I mean, I have... I've printed Seth Godin's Tribes. Yeah, yeah. There's one. So there's, uh, here, let me just take it. Yeah. I'm going to travel with the Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going on the road Because you can. Okay. So a leader can help increase the effectiveness of the tribe and its members by, this is Seth Godin, mm-hmm. um, transforming the shared interest into a passionate goal and desire for change, yeah. uh, providing tools to allow members to tighten their communications. Yeah. And leveraging the tribe to allow it to grow mm. and gain new members, wow. um, which is there's an inherent giving power mm. away and empowerment that you don't own it. Yeah. Uh, it's about connecting people and letting them create and run with it. So absolutely, we are we are up for that. It'd be an interesting challenge to give people in HR leadership to say, buy a copy for everyone in your staff. 
like get that conversation going by buying this book and creating the conversation through this book, like book clubs within the yeah. office. Yeah. Yeah. Or buy one copy and share it. Like <laughs> though I'm though I'm I'm happy for you to buy as many copies as you as you wish. Um but yeah, what we're we're gonna I, you know, my hope is that even um people can use this book club product potentially without reading the book, but yeah. I would it's added if they do read the yeah. book as well. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Will you enhance cool. your audio version of the book? Like with some like well, uh, news clips. Define enhance. So I oh. like I, I listened to uh, Mal the first enhanced audio, I guess they called it enhanced audio. Malcolm did um uh, talking to strangers. Yeah, and and I was blown away because I was like, "This is such yeah. a different audio experience." And I think he was just, you know, inspired yeah. by his podcast experience to be like, "Let's shove in a bunch of supporting audio documents that will support yes. my case." Yeah, it's kind of like if you've listened to the podcast Radio Lab yes, or yes, Adam Grant's yes, work yeah. podcast that, like, when you can have a like go out in the street yeah, and yeah, do the thing. Yeah. Um, so it was brilliant. We didn't do that as much with this book, it, but we did include a bonus author interview at the end. Yeah, okay, very cool. So that's a cool thing that um, one of the producers from the, the audiobook company yeah. interviewed me yeah. after the book. So that, that was fun. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, with with talking to strangers, there's like, there's the there's the soundtrack, yeah. the hell you talk. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Good. No. yeah. So good. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Final question I have for you. Your yes. go-to drink for your throat when you were producing that audiobook. What did you use for your? Um, the for me, uh, I didn't do this as much with the audiobook because we did it in two hour sprints. Okay, okay nice. Um, but when I'm when I'm conserving my voice, yeah. I do tepid water yep. uh, with lemon and a little bit of honey. Okay, there we go. Uh, and apparently, a sip of beer is actually quite good nice. for your for your throat as well but I, yeah. perfect i was i was i was backstage with a with a very prolific yeah. keynote speaker yeah. and uh they were working on conserving their voice and they asked in the green room may i have a can of beer please oh that's amazing <laughs> it was like 11 30 a.m yeah. and the look that they got it's like oh it's just for my voice i'm not looking to get hand yeah. <laughs> it's very funny oh that's awesome well you heard it first shed here on marketing news canada um really excited for your book um I'm uh, going to put a pre-order in today. Um, excited. I'm going to talk to Sarah about getting copies for our staff because I think that'd be awesome for us all to, to go cool. through that together and then create a conversation about having conversations, which I think is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. And happy to get your team early access to the book club product if you want to use it. Or I can that. Yeah. hop in and, and join you all for a little virtual chat. Incredible. So, Shed, cool. thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. A delight to be with you again to chat, chat about Speak Up. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this week on Marketing News Canada. We'll see you next time on the show. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.